Hi, my name is Miriam, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Mikey, and my pronouns are he, him. And this is... Your last two brain cells. Um, welcome to the third episode of Your Last Two Brain Cells. This week is going to be the end of our Pride Month Spotlight. Yeah, I know it sucks, but um, Pride Month will be officially over by the end of this week. And so we wanted to end our spotlight with a bang. A bang! Oh, 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 oh. Um, this is not going to be the last that we talk about the community and just... Um, you better believe my gay ass it's not. <laughs> It's it's really not going to be the last time that we talk about the community, but this will be the last episode of our Pride Spotlight. And so, like I said, we wanted to end it out with a bang. And so, um, this week is going to be, I feel like, the most important episode we have ever made. Not only that, but one of the most, like, one of the proudest episodes that I'm happy that we put together because it really really is important that you guys listen to this one with open ears and with an open heart and just you know taking all the information that we're giving you and try and create a better society for the community today and on that note we would like to introduce you to the brief history of pride so without further ado Let's get into this. Let's get into the tea. During the 1960s, the gay rights movement started to pick up momentum. Illinois was the first state to abolish their anti-sodomy laws. This decriminalized homosexuality in the state. Before Stonewall, there was a riot in Los Angeles at Cooper Donuts and in San Francisco at Compton's Cafeteria. Then, in 1969, the Stonewall Inn riot happened. Police frequently raided gay bars and clubs since they were the only place where LGBTQ plus people could meet and be themselves. On June 28, 1969, the police raided and arrested patrons at the inn. The people, tired of constant bombardment of police, decided to fight back against them. The riots continued until July 3rd, and if you guys didn't know, the first Pride was actually a riot. This would spark the gay liberation movement led by Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. The increased visibility and activism of LGBT individuals in the 1970s helped make progress on multiple fronts. In 1977, the New York Supreme Court ruled that transgender women, Renee Richards could play at the United States Open Tennis Tournament as a woman. The outbreak of AIDS in the United States dominated the struggle for gay rights in the 1980s and early 1990s. In 1981, the CDC published a report about five previously healthy homosexual men becoming infected with a rare type of pneumonia. In 1984, researchers had identified the cause as HIV-AIDS. Then, two years later, 
AZT became the first drug to fight HIV. During this epidemic, the Reagan administration failed to acknowledge the impact of AIDS in the gay community. In fact, he hadn't said the word AIDS until 1985 in an interview. This epidemic was known as the gay plague, even though male positive partners could pass it to females. By the end of the decade, there were at least 100,000 reported cases of AIDS in the United States, and the World Health Organization estimated 400,000 AIDS cases worldwide. Then, in the 1990s, AIDS-related deaths and hospitalizations in developed countries began to decline sharply thanks to new medications and the introduction of HAART, highly active antiretroviral treatment. Still, by 1999, AIDS was the fourth biggest cause of death in the world and the leading cause of death in Africa. Bill Clinton would recognize June as Gay and Lesbian Pride Month in 1999 and 2000. During this time, Bill Clinton also signed into effect the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, which allowed gay men and women to serve in the military as long as they kept their sexuality a secret. In the end, this policy did little to stop people from being discharged on the grounds of their sexuality. And up until recently, transgender men and women were not allowed to enlist in the army and still to this day, many people within the community get harassed. Today, progress has been made for LGBT individuals worldwide, but in numerous countries, the resistance of holding on to homophobic ideas persists. In 70 plus countries, it is still illegal to be homosexual. Not to mention the brutality and violence against black trans lives uh, here in America. Pride continues to be important because we are not all truly free until all of us are free. So that was a brief history of Pride and some of the issues that the community has gone through leading up to Pride Month. And so with that, I present the question to you, Mikey. What does Pride mean to you and how is Pride important? Well... If I didn't make it clear earlier or any of the other episodes, um, hi, I'm Mikey. I'm gay as hell. (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to say my response to that question would be that pride is so important to me because there are still people out there who are scared to embrace who they are. Growing up, I was scared to be my authentic self because I was bullied and just criticized for how I walked, how I talked. And it has taken years, and I'm still in the process of portraying and finding my queer, authentic self. Having pride lets people who are still in the closet know that there's a community out there waiting for them whenever they're ready to embrace who they are. And I just wanted to let you guys know how important it is to be an ally. So no matter what, whenever someone comes out of the closet, it's such a scary moment. And I feel like everyone kind of panics before they do it because you never know what the response is going to be. And 
we all have the internet. We all have access to the internet. And we've all seen good and really bad responses to when people come out. And so, me personally, and I hope you guys feel this way as well, no matter what, whenever somebody comes out, you should embrace them with love and respect. The community already goes through tough moments, and it's important for you to be there for them if they need any support or if they just need anything in general. People are brutal, and we all know that, um, especially in today's age as we're still fighting against just rights for people within the community and just rights for people themselves. And so, like, the way that people believe that being a part of the community is a choice, I would just like you guys to please get that out of your head. If you believe that being gay is a choice or if you believe that being transgender is a choice or any of that sort is a choice please just get that out of your head it is not a choice girl if it was a choice i would have chose to be here anyways it's not a choice i don't think people choose to be different than what society expects them to be with whatever the fuck society is i don't think that people choose to be ostracized or thrown out of their own homes just because they have affection for the same sex or just because they don't feel like they belong in their bodies or just because they don't feel like they belong they belong within like the gender norms i don't think people choose to be different it's not a choice And it breaks my heart when people are harassed just because of who they are or who they love. I don't think anybody should be denied love or happiness. So please just be accepting. And even if you don't necessarily agree, quote unquote, with uh, being gay, there's no need for you to harass people. And sorry, just to backtrack on what I said before. Coming out could be fragile, a fragile moment for some uh, people within the community. I'm sorry, I didn't want to generalize. For some people, it may not be fragile. But for those that it is, um, you know, and for those that are scared, there's a whole community out there. And there's a lot of allies out there that are 100% willing to open their arms and accept you for who you are. Yeah, Miriam, I think that was... I think everything you said was pretty much super true. Uh, and on that note, I just want to say that we're going to put links at the end of this podcast in the description somewhere uh, for help in case anybody does need help uh, just with anything. So you can go ahead and look at the links at the end of the podcast, or you could pause now and go see them. But Also, the suicide number is going to be uh, down below. I know that there's one that opened up for the trans community. Yes. Please know that you, God put you on this earth for a reason, and he made you who you are for a reason, and you are loved. Even if it doesn't feel like it right now, you are loved. And maybe you just, you know, need to 
get on a journey to know who you are. But I just want you to know that you're not, you're not disgusting, you know. You're just a normal human being. And there are people out there, like I said, that love you. So yes. please, um, if any of you um, are, like, you know, suicidal or anything, down below is that hotline and they can help you. Yeah, so on that note... And on that note, this week we have interviewed two special guests that will remain anonymous, but that wanted to share why pride is important to them and what pride means to them. For our first guest, they said, pride is the time of year where I feel most secure in myself because I see people found me supporting the community I'm a part of and I feel safe with my identity. Pride is important today, not just for cis men, but for other parts of the community that don't get recognized as much. It's time that allies can take the effort to learn about something they support and put it into their daily lives to be more supportive and inclusive. And now on to guest two. We asked the same exact question, and so here was their response. It's like a time where the LGBTQIA plus community can celebrate how far we've come in terms of equality, but it's also a time to celebrate each other for being true to ourselves in a world where not everyone might accept you. And for the why is pride important to you question, they responded, for me, it's always really fucking crazy when pride month rolls around because it's comforting to see how many other people are like me and just how big this community I'm a part of really is, which is something I think helps a lot of closeted people. And this person also allowed us to share their pride story. So here it goes. In terms of coming out, I did it on accident in like ninth grade. I started liking a boy. Yes, yes, hold your applause. My character development is impressive. When I would describe him to my friend, I'd change his pronouns and say stuff like she and her when I was talking about him, just not to expose myself. At one point, I slipped up and used the male pronoun, and I fucking froze. My best friend didn't really react and continued on. Business as usual, so I'm guessing she had a feeling or something. That blew my mind. So I asked her if she caught my slip-up, and she said, yeah, and that was it. I think it was with her that I realized there seriously wasn't anything wrong with me because she didn't make a big deal out of it or freak out or drop me. It was just supportive. It definitely made me more comfortable with myself. This person also shared stories about how growing up gay was like and some of the struggles that they went through. There was an incident I remember where one of my middle school friends told me these two really popular girls were talking about kids who will definitely come out as gay in high school or something. Fair, because they ended up being right. 
but having people tell me who I am or who I was going to become when I wasn't even completely sure myself was hard. I was so insistent I was straight and the idea that I was being gossiped about pissed me off so much I ended up adding the girls to an Instagram group chat and told them there was nothing wrong with me and that I liked girls and everything was normal. Nowadays, the thought of this is so embarrassing. Like laying up at night, cringe level embarrassing. I grew up in a homophobic household, so when I heard that they were spreading rumors, I felt not only the need to dismiss the rumors, but add these girls to a group chat and confront them. I have the worst goosebumps every time I remember. There was also this time where I was in a group project with kids in ninth grade and one of the kids started fighting with me in this group chat we were in and started saying a bunch of homophobic shit and like really trying to embarrass me in front of the other group members and I wasn't even out yet. This was the phase where I started to question who I am and started to come to terms with the possibility I was gay and learning that it was okay. Long story short, I left the group chat, sat through the project, got an A, and had to sit through the rest of the year feeling humiliated and like I had a target on my back until I could transfer schools. Ended up going to a much better and inclusive school and no one fucked with me there. I hope, yeah, I I really hope that you guys um, take from this as well how important it is to just be quiet, you know, to just shut your mouth. Even if you think that someone's gay, quote unquote, think, never. Yeah, shut up. Exactly. Shut up, because you. This person could be the happiest person you see, but you never know what's going on inside someone's mind. Unless you're that close to them. And you have no right to label somebody as something if they have, haven't have even labeled themselves. Or if they haven't even, you know, gone through that. Right. So this story is very close to mine. And except mine started even earlier because one, middle school kids are assholes. Let's just get that straight. You may think you're in middle school and you're an angel, but you are 100% an asshole. Okay, I'm sorry. Everybody goes through an asshole phase in middle school. I did some shit that I'm not too proud of, but that's not for this segment. (laughs) My story started in fifth grade. I, someone had picked on my best friend and I had the nerve, like I have the nerve now to call them out for it and be like, hey, you're treating this person like shit. Can you not? And this boy... Because of that, because I put him in his place, he had the nerve to start a rumor that I was gay. And that followed me 
for the rest of my time that I was at that school, that followed me every year from fifth grade all the way to eighth grade before I transferred to high school. And even before high school, there was a moment where I caught myself and I was like, you know what? Damn. Boys are pretty cute. And I, I think I like girls too, but I'm not sure. And so I did think I was originally bisexual, but after a lot of thinking, I realized that I was still holding on to wanting to like women and that I don't actually, I'm not sexually attracted to women. I more just have an appreciation for how beautiful women are. Uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, back to what I was saying though. So in ninth grade, I was still also, I had been questioning it for a little bit because I'd finally gotten out from that, from my middle elementary school where I was. And I transferred over to this high school and yeah, it, it was a really, it was more inclusive and more accepting. And so it was easier. I still dealt with a little homophobic, well, not just like maybe one homophobic comment when I came out because my ninth grade friends are very different from my 12th grade friends. And it was funny because I remember just really quickly, I, I'm going off topic here, but I remember this one time in my Spanish class, there was a junior and they said, your ninth grade friends are not going to be the same as your 12th grade friends. And when I heard that, I was like, that's not true, but it's true. It's really true. Because uh, within those four years, you really find yourself. But anyways, ninth grade, I came out to just my friends as bisexual. Uh, then I, next year, I'd finally gotten a girlfriend for the first time. That didn't last too long. Then I realized I only just started dating boys and I had really liked that. And I mean, I did try, I did have a few crushes, quote unquote crushes on girls. But like I said, it's more of an appreciation, not an attraction. And I had to learn that difference. So when I did, I finally realized that, you know, I just, I like guys. That's what it is. And I then had to come out again. <laughs> and that was a little difficult because it was like, I, I did feel bad because in a sense, because I didn't want people to feel like bisexuality is a phase because a lot of people see it that way and it's not it's valid it doesn't matter if you like girls more if you like guys more or if you like another gender more you're still valid as a bisexual and so that was kind of rough for me to come out again as gay and 
I didn't want to, I, I felt bad because I felt like I was adding to the stigma that's already there, but that was just not the case for me. Uh, yeah, and then, so finally, and it was funny because finally, senior year, imagine from sophomore, from ninth grade to senior year, three years after the fact, uh, I came out as gay. Um, and then it wasn't until recently, actually, that I finally fully came out. Uh, and it's just been a long journey of just fighting with myself and figuring out who I am and trying to silence what people had said about me before because in middle school there were times where I did get really defensive there was one time where my mom caught me actually funny enough she caught me yelling at someone on the phone because they were my friend and they said that someone thought I walked funny and I was like, what's wrong with my walk? Like, what's wrong with my walk? And they just kept laughing at me and I felt really stupid. So I kept insisting, like, what's going on? What's wrong? And it ended up going nowhere. But there was just a lot of instances like that where I constantly would tell people, like, no, I'm straight. Like, I promise I, I like this girl right now, actually. And I really just tried hard to fit in and play someone I wasn't and it didn't work it just I would literally sit there and this is a little TMI but I would watch guys as middle school boys do we're not gonna yeah anyways <laughs> I would watch guys and I would tell myself that this isn't gay I was literally sitting there in denial Well, you know. And it's just... And then when I finally did come out as for the first time to, like, just even a few of my friends, it was like, damn, you know, these people were right about me. I didn't even get a chance to figure out who I was because I had people constantly barking in my ear about who I was. <sighs> Sorry. You're okay. Do you need to take a break? No, I'm, I'm good. We're okay. good. But yeah, I constantly had people barking in my ear telling me who I was and I was telling myself I'm this other thing and all of that and yeah it's taken a long time to get here but i'm proud of myself for who i've become and finally accepting myself and accepting all the gay and feminine and whatever parts about me and i've had a lot of people help me along the way shout out to those people you know who you are and yeah, I I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Um my coming out went pretty smoothly compared to other people. I feel really bad for those people who have these horrific coming out stories where they lose everything, they lose jobs, they lose family, friends, a home, 
and yeah as a straight person i never knew how affecting it can be when someone's like oh like you know he's gay because i don't think as straight people we really um realize that like we're doing harm and um i mean i never really thought of it as like someone really figuring out who they are because I always thought that, you know, you just like who you like and, you know, I don't know. I just always thought you like who you like and um, you've been that way since you were born. So I like you shouldn't make fun of somebody, but some people do like do that with malicious intent. And yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, I had someone spread a rumor and then suddenly the entire 2020 class at that school was talking about it and everyone knew and people would come up to me at different parts like different years of high school they would come up to me and ask me and that school was a lot bigger than my high school and even then everybody knew somehow even people who weren't in my class would talk shit and make fun of me and i don't know personally in high school i didn't like it whenever you would be friends with somebody and then your other friends would ask you like oh is he gay or oh is she gay or like stuff like that because it's like I don't... Right, like, shut the hell up. It's none of your business. Who cares? Exactly. Not only that, but, like, I guess some people would want to know because maybe they're interested in that person. But still, I don't 100% feel comfortable just, like, flat out asking somebody if they're gay because it's not... I don't feel like that's, like, right. If yeah, they If they don't sense, know... That's just outing. I mean, unless the person is out. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. what if they're not out yet? What if they're still trying to, you know? They're still figuring it out. Yeah. But a lot of people don't respect that. And they don't know any better. But I don't... Exactly. I don't think it comes from a malicious standpoint. Some of them don't. Some yeah. of them do, though. I have learned that. Like, there was an instance in middle school where I accidentally outed a friend of mine. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't mean to. I was just really happy for them. But I didn't realize that they were taking... Like I said, when you're in middle school, you're an asshole, okay? <laughs> so, there was an instance where I outed a friend. And I didn't mean it like that. I was just really happy for them. And I figured... and. I'm pretty sure they told everyone in our group. I can't remember because it was a long time ago. But pretty sure they told everyone in their group. And I was like, I'm so happy so-and-so is gay. And everyone kind of looked at me like, bitch. Bitch, what the fuck are you saying? Like, shut the hell up. <laughs> 
but there are people who intentionally do it to hurt. Yeah, well, I in my middle school, um, there was an instance where somebody outed somebody else, like, but they did it purposely, and I'm not gonna say this person's name or anything, and I'm gonna keep the story short because we don't have the consent of this person, but people that do that ever since I was in middle school and I had like knowledge of you know that some people like girls and some people like boys and it doesn't matter what sex they are or even the uh some people don't feel like they um belong in their own body you know like once I started realizing that there was a whole community and you know that there are just you know different people out there it just left such a bad taste in my mouth of somebody else stripping away because I feel like coming out is a right for people and it's something that people have to do themselves because it's them finally telling the world and so somebody else taking that away from someone is just the nastiest like with malicious intent is the nastiest thing that I think anybody could do. Because who are you? Who are you to do that to somebody? Yeah, to take that experience away from someone. So from that, from my story, that I took that away and I made sure to apply it. Just... Even... As a gay person now, it's still you. If someone comes and tells you that they're questioning or something like that, they felt safe telling you because you're comfortable in your skin, and they're not yet. So that is not your information to be spreading to the entire like world or whatever. On your behalf, you were. You didn't have malicious intent, but no. for the people that do, I just want to know why. I that's what's always, you know. For the people that do, they can't stand the sight of a gay person thriving, and that's on period. I I literally I just don't understand why. Not only that, but also I don't like it when people. Because um, there are a lot of people, and I've experienced them myself, when somebody comes out that they're like, oh, I'm going to have to talk with this person, like, because they're quote-unquote friends. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to have to talk to this person because now that they came out as gay, I don't want them hitting on me, and I just want them to know that I'm not cool with that. So, okay, so funny story. I think I mentioned it earlier how there was a comment that was said to me to one of my friends in ninth grade when I first came out. They said it was cool as long as I didn't hit on them or I didn't try to get touchy with them. So I've actually had an encounter that that has... Uh, I, I've encountered homophobic people in my lifetime. And if somebody doesn't understand how that's homophobic, I'm going to present to you this question. If you're a straight person, you as a straight person, 
Do you like everyone that you see? Do you feel as if you're gonna be touchy with every um, guy or girl that you see? And I really hope that that answer is no, because that's the truth. You, you don't like everybody that you see, not only that, but unless you're a sexual harasser or something along the lines of that, you're not going to be touchy with everyone you see either, especially without their consent. Listen, listen. It's just... And, like, I don't understand... syndrome? No, but I don't understand why friends do that. Because it's like, they felt comfortable enough to come out to you as a friend, and now you as a friend think that they're going to hit on you? Like, Miss Girl, lower your ego. <laughs> you know? And let me just be real, I would never like that person like that ever. At all. That's what I don't understand. It's like, sometimes when gay people come out to straight people, it's like you automatically, they automatically think that you're a love interest. But really, like, everybody's deserving of a friend. Everybody has a friend. And so that's what they think of you, a friend, unless they tell you otherwise. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. I just... No, I really don't like that because it also paints the picture of, like, are you not deserving of the same-sex friends? Because you'll think of... what you you had mentioned earlier, making it seem like we're pedophiles, which it's funny because recently there was an interaction I had on the internet where someone was making me seem like a pedophile because they've been training i was reading this person to filth and calling them out on their homophobia and their like their misogyny and all of all that the whole nine yards and they and i had made a comment because they had mentioned that this person was a parent and i was like shouldn't you be tending to your child like why are you fighting with a random person on the internet and they were like, of course you would go for the children. And that got me even more upset. Because <laughs> it was like... That's so nasty. What the fuck? It was like, so you're going to make me seem like a pedophile. I mean, in all fairness, I did tell them I was going to take their husband. So... <laughs> the... It... it they have been nasty first, so I gave them the same amount of nasty back. And let's just say, at one point, I just... I, I cut it out. I cut it because I'm... Anyways, we're, that, uh, whatever. But, yeah. There is this assumption and that stigma, apparently, against um, straight people, uh, amongst homophobic straight people, that uh, we're pedophiles. And I don't understand that. Another one that I don't understand is when people are like, okay, they can be gay, but I don't want to see it in the street. Not only that, but it's like, I don't want to see it on TV. Oh, well then change the channel, bitch. Like, you have 100%. And also the, I don't want to expose my children. You know what? Fine. You get to choose what you expose your children to, but there's a simple thing called, you know, just like not talking about it or like, you know skipping the channel, you know, right. and just letting I mean, them figure out listen, themselves. Listen, listen, even all the, those other suggestions are still coded in homophobia, but all I have 
to say to those parents out there that want to shield their parents, their their children, excuse me, to this is that this is a natural part of the world and that at some point your children are going to encounter it. This is something that is inevitable. So might as well explain what it is now than later so that you don't have gay children in the closet growing up to hate themselves. And that's when kids, you know, that that Instagram post that that was floating around everywhere, where it was like, why is pride important? Because there's somebody out there that's still in the closet that feels like they're better off dead than being themselves. And back to what I said earlier, we are not all truly free until all of us are free. Period. So until then, suck it up because we're going to have pride every year, baby. (laughs) Yeah, and for all you straights that are like, oh, but this is not normal. This is not normal. It's I I hope you know that it's 100% normal and the humans are not the only species that have homosexual Girl, let's not even get No, into but that. let's let's talk about the facts and we'll leave this down oh. below as a source. There's multiple over a thousand species that experience homosexual quote unquote what you straights would call it behaviors. And so it's, you know, funny story, since we're on the topic, I don't know why it popped into my head, but an ex-boyfriend taught me that dolphins are apparently bisexual. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny just to add that really quickly. But as you were saying... <laughs> There's literally so many species in the world that are homosexual and that have homosexual within the species. It's just the only thing that's different with humanity is that we're the only ones that are, you know, harassing people for it. wanted to say that this week we will not be doing the uh, billboard segment of the podcast um mikey and i spoke before and we just wanted this podcast to focus solely on the message that we're trying to spread and just informing people of pride and just also informing people about the little things that are important to you know be aware of and to stop those habits we just wanted this podcast to solely remain on pride um thank you so much to the two anonymous people for allowing us to share their answers and for allowing us to share their stories um yeah thank you so much guys it really means a lot um that you guys were able to answer our question and 
for the one who did uh, share their coming out story. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And um, we hope you guys um, could learn a little bit from this episode. And like we said, all of those links and the number, the suicide number hotline, uh, they're going to be down below. And we hope you guys just have a wonderful week. We now have an Instagram page up and running that we'll be posting updates on so on that note follow us at your last two brain (laughs) and soon we will have the episodes up on spotify for anyone who wants to listen there miriam Uh, also follow us on the rss website if you aren't already to stay updated and i just wanted to take a moment to thank the people that have been supporting us so far and just thank the people that have, you know, taken the time to listen. It really means a lot to us. And we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode specifically. Um, this one was one of the stronger ones, but it had a really big message behind it. And with that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Peace.